Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> no theme song. <laughs> there we go. Hello and welcome to the reunion show of the Hunger Games Fireside Chat podcast. The first one in a very long time, (laughs) symbolizing five years since the launch of the first film, The Hunger Games, which was March 23rd, 2012. Unfortunately, this show was supposed to happen on March 23rd, 2017, but interference from the Capitol or technical difficulties or whatever you want to attribute it to, bumped it to today, but that's okay, and that's still great, because it's Monday, and that's when we always used to have the show, so it kind of even makes more sense. So, we're just going to do a really fun, nostalgic episode. I'm Adam Sundberg. I'm with, back again in the in the host chair, Savannah New, which, Woo-hoo! let's face it, the show was <laughs> a shell of itself without her. We could not possibly do a reunion show without her, so... We're very grateful that she has come back, and I think we've put together uh, what will at least be a, a nostalgic and memorable experience, if nothing else, mm. and that's mostly because of the panelists that we were able to pull back from the weeds, and they still love the Hunger Games <laughs> somehow, or still like us, or each other, or something like that. So, Savannah, how does it feel to be back on the airwaves again? It feels crazy. I, I, in some ways, it seems like we never stopped, but it also feels like it's been quite a while. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't consider myself as big of a Hunger Games expert now as I was, you know, three years ago. I, I don't remember when my last show was, but, um, but it, it's great. I, I'm having lots of feels, uh, and it's wonderful to be back with everyone. Yeah, definitely. Tell from that start. I'm a little out of practice. (laughs) Rustiness. Have not done this for a long time. But without further ado, because you know what, Savannah, when I look back on when we used to do the show, do you know what was the I thought the biggest thing that we? When I say we, it was really I should improve on. It was talking way too much at the beginning, and spending way too much time introducing panelists, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. So. I'm turning over to you. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce everybody. Oh, so am I? Am I introducing the panelists? Who used oh, to introduce? Can, Was it you or me? I don't even. I think like switch off, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's let. Do you want to switch off? Okay. Sure. Okay. So uh, these are all of the tributes that we have reaped for this episode. <laughs> I I was surprised that that they all made it. Um, they're you know they didn't really have a choice, but I'm I'm happy that they're here. So from down with the capital, we have Shyla, 
Teresa, Flo, and Ellie. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and and a quick status update. Is Down with the Capitol still up and running? Yes or no? The site is so it is <laughs> Yeah. It's not as active. Facebook and Twitter are more active than the, okay. the site itself. Okay. Okay. Next. Well, you, ha- you it, it was a great run, and the fact that you're still existing, the URL is still up, to me, that's a pretty big accomplishment. So, honestly, your site was so incredible for so many years, and, uh, you know, I don't know how, what the, how you can quantify it, but I'm sure it made a, a big difference in a lot of people's lives. So, congratulations, really, on what was a terrific run and, and a huge boost to the movie franchise and everything. So, we're so, really, from the bottom of our hearts, we're so happy to have you there uh, on here. And, you know, we've been close for so many years, and it's really quite uh, emotional to get, to get to do this again. So thanks so much. Um, before I, you know, lose control here, let me move on. We've got <laughs> Lee from The Hob here. Lee, how are hey, you doing? Hey, everybody. Hey. Very, it's very nice to be back, and it's very nice to 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 have everybody together again, and and to still appreciate the material. So this is this is really very cool. No, thanks, and, Lee. And for those of you who may remember not remember, the Hob was part of the fireside chat from the very beginning, uh, and after a while, they weren't always on every show. Once in a while, they were back on. Um, but uh, from the very first step, Lee was part of this. So really a special treat to have you here on, on the reunion show. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you yeah, for ho- inviting us back. The Hob was one of the very first fan sites way back in 2011, probably. Um, maybe even 2010. I'm not sure when you guys started it, but... Um. <laughs> it started at a, in a. It started in uh, Gabby, who uh, along with her, with Amanda and Pauline. It started actually at a house party at Gabby's house. Going, gee, what would happen if we actually set up a website and a blog about Hunger Games? And we all said, Yeah, let's go do that. It was just one of those things that happened. And uh, you know, I speak to to Gabby and Amanda. They're they're still out there. They've gone on to other things, but. Um, our time working with the Hob was truly one of the most memorable experiences that we've had. So thanks for remembering. Oh, how great. Okay, Adam, are you ready to know who else is here? I am. Well, we have Kate <laughs> from Victor's Village. Welcome. Oh, my God, I missed it. I missed that so much, and I didn't even know it. I went to great lengths to bring that back. I have gone through quite a few laptops since I last did this. So I found that on one of my old external hard drives, and I uploaded it just for you. Um, That is incredible. Thank you. You are welcome. So thank you so much, Kate, for being here tonight. And what's the status of Victor's Village? Are you guys still up and running? Is the site up? Are you making updates? Or is it just kind of there in memoriam? Um, It's just kind of there in memoriam because it requires real-time snarking, and there hasn't been a lot going on in real time. 
Um, however, you remember our little uh, project, the Potter Game? That has yes, spawned yes. off a website called The Fandom, which uh, still exists and is still very much active. So, very woo-hoo. much active. It's like thanks, a, we have a little something came. that came that came from the Hunger Game community, Hunger Games community that is still active, though not really about the Hunger Games anymore. So, if there were no new Hunger Games stuff, it would be covered. <laughs> And as I'm sure some of you may remember, I was involved in the fandom.net as well. Unfortunately, I've been much more of an absent party over the last few months. But the site, actually, I say not only is it not lost anything, it's actually, I think, improved since I've had no role in it. So a lot, a lot of praise, praise goes Give to Give yourself Kate some credit. What's that? <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Some credit. That's true. Well, Kate and Natasha really do a wonderful job with that site. And for those of you who never never went there or never played the Potter games, that website is still up. Go play the Potter games if you want to. Everybody on this show, I think, or almost everybody, at least had some role in writing that those stories. That's nightmarish. So, <laughs> almost everybody oh. was. So if, anyway, if we wanted um, to go into like a a tell-all episode, we could talk about the Potter games and how crazy that was to put together, because it really was. I want to let you guys know, I I have to tell you that I, just out of the blue, I remembered the Potter games a few days ago, and I decided to load up the story that I wrote, which was the Draco (laughs) Draco. And Yeah, and I had completely forgotten everything, and I had a lot of fun going through it, but as I got deeper and deeper into it. I was just like, how did I have the time to do this? Like, what, how, how did did I do this? And I remember the time crunch we were under and I remember (laughs) being very stressed out. Um, But I, I, looking back, I'm very proud of what I created. That wasn't my fault or or anything, the time crunch, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not. Look, and as, and Shyla, who's on here as well, was a, played a tremendous role in, uh, getting that all organized and produced. Um, I've had so many, could... many hours of therapy <laughs> since then. <laughs> Shyla was like the good cop, and I was the one who was badgering people to finish things. But, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, look, it's funny you say that about the time, but, you know, I, uh, this is something we can talk about more later in the show, but I think when when you look back on you know, what we all experienced together. It was sort of this magical fusion of us having passion for something and being in a moment in our lives where we had a little bit more time to work on these kinds of things and just be completely involved. And, you know, life changes and responsibilities come up and children are born and all kinds of things happen. But uh, truth of the matter is uh, we'll never, you know, lose track of, that moment was something really. I was. I was going to say we in that moment, as my wife Jessica would joke, she would say, in that moment we were infinite from uh, the perks mm. of being a wallflower. <laughs> but um. Anyway. Okay. Um, this is, Are we this, ready? To- this is how you know you're. This is how you know you're on the line with a bunch of YA book nerds. By the way, the moment you said that, half of us were like, "Oh, book <laughs> <laughs> <Look> reference." <laughs> well, 
who else do we have? Because I'm I'm afraid that this introduction after vowing to be the shortest one has been the longest one. So. Well, there <laughs> we, we have, have three. We have three more people. Um, we have from the uh, now defunct Hunger Games Examiner, <laughs> since Examiner itself no longer exists, but. <laughs> She also has a super, super amazing site called Novel Novice. We have Sarah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, so, I don't even know when Examiner died. <laughs> yeah. I think it was maybe last year or a couple of years ago, but, um, you know, that it's kind of sad that that's gone. But, hey, you've got Novel Novice. Everyone should check it out. You have some of the best Instagrams that I've ever seen, uh, book-related Instagram. Oh, so everyone, yeah, everyone <laughs> seek out Sarah and follow her on all of the social media because she posts, like, amazing pictures, in my opinion, if, if you're into books, um, which I imagine <laughs> everyone is. So. I hope so. I will say, um, yeah, Examiner, I quit that, I think, right around the time, either right before or right after I got married, so well over three years ago. Um, but Novel Novice is still going strong and has been since before that. And I can tell you that perpetually, almost every single day, the top post on our website is still our Hunger Games study guide questions. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Um, I'll tweet out a link. But, yeah, there we've got uh, one of our contributors or former contributors put together these study guide questions for every chapter in the book, and it is still probably the top post almost every single day on the website. Okay, are we ready to meet our last two tributes? I think so. Um, and by the way, just an honorable mention, uh, Ariel Birdoff of uh, Nerdy Wordy and what well, was Nerdy Wordy in Almost 30, and then it changed. Um, she was supposed to be on the show, and she's had some trouble calling in. So hopefully we can get her on here. Uh, but if we can't, uh, please know that she was a huge part of this show, and uh, well, we wish we wish we could we could get her on. So maybe maybe her <laughs> connection will start working. I have a surprise for you, Adam. <laughs> is she here? She is here yeah. right now. <laughs> Hello. Oh, that was so sweet, Adam. <laughs> yes. Well, I was you, um, worried that you weren't going to get the proper, you know, uh, you at least uh, had to get mentioned if you weren't going to be on. So. Well, thank you. Well, luckily, um, due to my incredibly uh, important job, not really, I have a, a work phone that allowed me for an extra shot at calling in, and that one pulled through. So. <laughs> well, I am here. Ariel may be, may be diminishing her job, but. She actually works, I don't know if you all know this, for the New York Public Library, which is the coolest job ever. So I think we who love books can appreciate that. Uh, and yes. pretty ama- I don't think you, while we were doing the podcast, I don't know if you ever, or I guess near the very end you had that job. But yeah. I can't think of a better job for a lover of young adult literature than that. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> We have So I think do we have one more? <laughs> we have one more person. We have saved the best for last. Oh, I think live I from the Hawaiian Islands. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. We have 
Crystal from Jabberjays.net. Hi. I am not on my bicycle. Sorry. No, we wanted your, we loved your bicycle, uh, your bicycle participation. That's okay. It was so funny because, um, I had totally forgotten about that until you guys mentioned it to me through, through um, with the emails. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> totally forgot about that. And that's it. it, it did we somehow leave anyone out? Is there anyone there yeah, who if has we, not been acknowledged? If we did, there was no offense taken. We just we weren't sure exactly who was coming on and who wasn't because we rescheduled. So, it's kind of based on and, whoever um, called in. And, and Crystal, it is worth mentioning, jabberjays.net is one of the sites that's still up and running. To my knowledge, you guys are still posting yeah. updates, um, what few news updates we have. But, uh, but yeah, you guys are still still in business, right? Yeah, hopefully like there'll be something coming up that we can talk about. and I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, we're still there. <laughs> Well, the the breaking news from last Thursday when we originally were planning to do this is that Josh Hutcherson is now on Instagram. (laughs) It's it's like the hot, steamy topic of the week. He's posted four photos (laughs) so far, and his username is the same as his Twitter. It's jhutch1992. So, uh, yeah, go follow Josh on Instagram. I'm sure he'll post... um, he, he strikes me as the type who could get really into Instagram, although he's not much of a has he has he become more of a tweeter? I remember it was such a huge deal, like when he tweeted for the first time in years, and it was about a red pencil. Is that right? Oh my God, <laughs> who remembers that? I vaguely remember it, but I don't remember the details. I, I think I think he was silent, like he hadn't tweeted. Mm-hmm. I swear it was for more than a year. And then one day he tweeted, the pencil is red. <laughs> and this, and this was his, a big news topic. I mean, I think we, we talked about it on the show. So his most <laughs> recent tweet is from three hours ago. And it okay. was uh, as, as follows. So I may be involved aerobic activities in this get up. Hard to breathe, sweatsuit space, and then it links to his Instagram. So I'm assuming there's a picture. Okay. Yes, of him in a space of him in a space I can only suit. assume. But it's just a black and white photo of a, a spacesuit, and you can't see anybody inside. So. Wow. Are you sure he wasn't talking about his uniform from Catching Fire? Because that sounds a little <laughs> bit like that. He used the hashtag Future Man. Oh, is that a movie he's filming? I don't, I don't know. It says and he tagged Hulu too, so maybe it's, I guess it must be a TV show. Oh, and wasn't that's his Instagram user pick. What wasn't there something on his Twitter that was like a huge deal involving like a frap or a, a cappuccino or something like that? A frappuccino? Was he the one <laughs> that, who like? I don't remember. Does anyone remember what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Sorry. I swear there was like a big joke surrounding that, that, and I can't even remember what it was. There may have been. Now um, I'm just Googling nonsense to see if it makes sense. Uh, 
Well, are we ready, Adam, to get into the show? <laughs> we've, so. we've finished the intros. <laughs> I I think we are, but you know, look, I, not that we were ever that structured to begin with, but definitely for this show. Uh, and just actually, let me just give a little context. I, I guess I should say that the normal stuff, right? This show will end up on iTunes, um, so you can follow us there, and you can use the hashtag #HGFiresideChat on Twitter if you're listening live. Just like always, just this one time, we are not going to be doing the show regularly again. So this is a special show, although maybe we might do more reunions in the future. We'll see if, if this isn't a complete disaster. Maybe we'll come back <laughs> next year and do this or <laughs> something like that. Um, but, uh, but no, this is definitely a one-off and a chance to just appreciate, you know, the time we all, we all share together. So um, this goes for, for anyone who's listening and want to tweet or comment, but also um, all of you panelists, don't worry about talking out of turn. If you have even the most esoteric off-topic thought, feel free to just go for it um, on this episode. So just have fun, basically, is, is what we're going for. Yeah, this, um, this is Hunger Games fan site reps gone wild, basically. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> You are shall in we get top in, form. Shall Anna's we get into like our, our first topic of material. conversation? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. Well, well, my question, and anyone like Adam said, feel free to answer this. Just start talking. Um, I mean, people will talk over each other, but that's okay. Just make sure that you say your name so that people listening know who you are. But we've kind of established which, which fan sites are still active, which you know are semi-active, et cetera. But my question that I want to pose for all of you is, is the Hunger Games fandom dead? Is the fandom dead? And if it is, is that okay? You know, everything has its time. What do you guys think? I don't think so. This, is, By the way, this is Lee from The Hob. We still have a lot of traffic on a weekly basis to the Facebook page that that is still active. So I'm thinking that people are still finding it, still finding the material. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like the love for the books. Like, you know, people still come up to me and say, hey, you know, my mom just read the Hunger Games books, and I'm like, really? How did she find them? And she's like, well, she cleaned out my room. I moved out, and she read them, and she's now she wants to talk to me about it. So Aww. I think that people revisit the material and find it through that because the material still so strong, still resonates with so many people. Yeah. As far as like how active it once was, everything has a season. And I think right. that season has has somewhat dimmed for the material for for the fandom, but I think that the material still stands the test of time, as with some of the other great YA books that are out there, and you know it's still under contention in a lot of circles whether or not Hunger Games was truly YA. So that's my two cents. Back to anybody else. You know, that was really really um, well said. This is uh, Shyla. I I don't know that it's dead, but I think it's changed. When you look back, I mean, mm-hmm. it's been five years, right, since the movie. Um, so if you look at the audience that was mostly teenagers at that time, I think it's more from a, a group exploring social justice themes and the safety of fandom to these are the people that we're seeing now out on the streets of the United States and around the world. Um, kind of turning that message that they grew up with into some real action out on the streets. So 
I don't know if the fandom is active, you know, still discussing the books, but I think they're, they're active living them. I just got chills with that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, it's the same, like, I feel like with the Harry Potter fandom and that, you know, maybe it's not on such a big scale, but the lessons that we've learned, the, the feels that we've all had, those don't fade, you know, and people still are discovering the book all the time. Kids are still reading it. It's still showing up in schools. New people are discovering it. People are rereading it. So it, it definitely has changed and maybe isn't as, you know, frenetic as it was, but it's still, it's, it's a fandom. It's a family. And I don't think it's going to die anytime soon. Well, and, and this is Crystal. Um, so when I, I'm sure all of you were going through this, but like, I mean, when the last movie came out, I'm sure we were all thinking that, well, what do we do with our sites now? You mean, <laughs> like, do we just keep, keep them up for like the next, like for forever? And, I mean, with like you look at like movies like The Hobbit and um, like like Harry Potter. I mean, Fantastic Beasts came out last year, right? <laughs> I mean, they had to wait a long time between the last movie and the next movie. And I mean, I feel like some of us look at um, our sites and think, well, what if we get rid of it and then another movie comes out and then then you know. I mean, there's always that, that that thought that like something else might happen. You know, like I mean, there was talk about prequels and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's always possible. Right? I mean, it, it was like nine years between Return of the King and the first Hobbit movie. So I mean, I don't think that yeah. fandom died, right? I mean, they just you know snuck off to a corner to wait until something else happened. We're, so I mean, we're, we're hibernating a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is Kate, and yeah, I was kind of going to say the same thing, that it's more like a period of dormancy, because you know the second that it's maybe not maybe not a prequel, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but um, the second something happens regarding this fandom, or the second that, like, we get more information on what Suzanne Collins is up to next, um, we're we're all going to be back on like that. We're we're going to be on our sites. We're going to be talking. We're going to have a lot to say, and we're going to be really excited. And I think a lot of people listening are feel the same way. So it's not that we ever lost the love of fandom. We're just kind of in flux right now, just waiting. Yeah. And if I could add something, this is Ariel. By the way, I forgot to say that before. Um, but people are going to be publishing uh, new, you know dystopian novels or novels that um, that people who have read The Hunger Games are now going to be writing novels, and they're all going to be compared back to The Hunger Games. So whether or not something Suzanne Collins does is going to continue the fandom, The Hunger Games is a trilogy that people are going to be comparing everything to for a long time. And for that reason, the fan sites, like, you know, should have should be open and, and alive and running. And I know, like, I still frequent, like, wikis for all my fandoms just when I'm trying to make sense of books I'm reading now and make comparisons in my own world. So, Any other thoughts? I'd, I'd like to pose another question to you all. Actually, this is a two-part question. Um, and, Adam, feel free to chime in if, if you have an answer. But uh, the, yeah. I think the big – the elephant in the room, where is Suzanne Collins? I don't think anyone has seen her or heard from her in years. 
Yeah, she not since the Mockingjay premiere. She's kind no, of she had a, she had a picture about yeah. like a year or two ago. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh was, gosh, now I have to look it up. That was the same year. No, that was before Mockingjay. Was it? Yeah, because they had that my first year teaching. That was. Oh my gosh. In our library. Isn't that like some, like some book in our in our like book sale? And Mockingjay Part One movie was after that, hmm. I think. Now, is it possible that she's gone into hiding because she's writing more Hunger Games books? What do you think the possibility is that we'll get more Hunger Games books? And if not that, is there a possibility for, as some people have discussed, you know, prequels or spin-off movies or even something for TV? Does anyone see us headed in that direction? I think the probability of a new book is less than zero <laughs> percent. <laughs> um, if I was going to give you Vegas odds, those would be the best. I would give you uh, movies. Uh, you know, Lionsgate, bless their hearts, uh, to use a southern uh, <laughs> insult. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, as long as there's money there, I think we're yeah. we're we're gonna keep seeing Hunger Games products is that yeah. theme park still happening does anybody know was that ever real oh uh, that was it was it was part of um a bigger it was, it was like a section of a theme park in I dubai it's not still happening <laughs> i i thought it was like or it was in dubai right yeah i think it was it was in dubai or yeah i haven't heard of any updates involving that Thank God. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, that was I one. Mean, of, that was it, one of it, those ideas that we. I remember talking about at the time, and none of us thought that was a good idea. No. no. It says it's still scheduled for Atlanta, Georgia, by 2019. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. I, 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 I found I some website for some company called Motion Gate Dubai, and that's. That's it. Looks like, I mean, this looks like it. I mean, it's got a Pan Am aerial tour, and it's got like pictures, like fake mock-ups of people <laughs> visiting Hunger Games. God. <laughs> you know that yeah, we're all I, gonna be there in 2019 when this opens. Oh no! Doing doing and, a live fireside chat from the <laughs> Exactly. I, you know, yeah. me personally, I don't, I don't know if I, I, I I'm in the, I'm, mm, I have mixed feelings, but I'm mm. someone who, I don't usually like it when a franchise gets milked to death. So I, I don't know how I'd feel about new movies. Um, I, that being said, you know, if, if, if they made new films involving maybe the early days of the Hunger Games, the early days of Snow's presidency. It would be interesting, you know, if the story was well-developed enough, I think. This is Teresa. What what led up to the destruction of District 13? I mean, these are all really interesting ideas because I know at one point they were kind of talking about maybe doing some kind of television show. 
because yeah. TV is a little less expensive than movies. And I'm like, well, how you know, like unless they 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 take it out of context about you know, like bring it back to the you know, like do an origins kind of story, yeah, kind of story. How do you perpetuate this and get people interested? in other characters, you know, attributes that might have stayed alive as you, like, bring some continuity into it. And I'm like, well, how does that really work? Because, you know, I felt at the end of Mockingjay that I kind of, you know, I kind of felt like, okay, this is over. This is, you know, like, whether you agreed or disagreed with the movie ending, I felt that there was some closure to it. So the only thing that I felt, I feel that they could possibly do is do some kind of origin story. And I'm like, well, that's kind of been done to death. So I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping they maybe Lionsgate basically stops waiting for this cow to keep yielding and leaves it alone. I'd rather hope that Suzanne mm-hmm. is someplace, somewhere, typing furiously into some <laughs> some kind of keyboard and giving us, you know, like, you know, like new material. I kind of hope that she still has a creative spark after this entire experience was for her, which was, you know, just so eye-opening to, like, have so much fame, so much notoriety so hard so quickly that, you know, that, you know, like we, she, she feels creative enough to, to maybe give, you know, to, to give us more. I know that's a lot to ask, but, you know, I've been dreaming about this with Suzanne Collins for about two years now going, wouldn't it be great to have something else like that? Mm-hmm. Can I just yeah, use yeah. this opportunity to one more time, I know I've done this before, but to encourage people to read her Underland Chronicles series because oh, that yes, series please. is really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, this series is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. That's a good idea. Go revisit that. Thank you. That's a great idea. Uh, Just to add to that, this is Ellie, by the way. Um, The one, like, I, with this series, and, like, I never liked the idea of TV shows because they almost always ruin the books. But with this series in particular, the thing that always scared me about that was that would be an awfully fine line to walk between the horror that is the Hunger Games, which is the whole point of the books, and having a show that basically is the Hunger Games from the book. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it wouldn't be real like it is in the book, but still, the whole point is how terrible it is. So we don't want people to be excited to go home every night and watch who dies that night. You know, I have wondered through the years whether she chose the number 75. Just, I mean, she came from a TV writing background, right? So I, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but wondering, you know, like, did she choose that number in the thought that maybe sometime in the future, you know, some TV, some, some studio would be interested in doing a TV show and they could have anywhere up to 75 seasons of a Hunger Games TV show. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. gosh. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, it, each each game takes place over the course of a year, right? So I mean, it, it's no. like it's only a, well, it's only I mean, a few weeks usually. No, but then there's a victory tour, and there's there's all kinds of uh, internships. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody's yeah. got. I mean, everybody for that year has got a story, and then you've got the previous people with the mentors. So I mean, it's like very thickly layered, so that there's potential there, but it's just a matter of whether they're going to do it or whether it's it's like even possible, right? Or whether it's something she even wants. But I've always wondered if, you know, it was set up that way 
for potential. I mean, if they, like, actually made a TV show with every single season of The Hunger Games? Yeah. That would be insane. I know. I just don't... <laughs> This is Sarah, and I just don't know where they'd go with a TV show like that because eventually you have to have, you know, people would get frustrated that people keep putting up with these Hunger Games every year and they'd want a rebellion, but we already know when and how that rebellion happened. I feel like it would it would just be kind of like beating a dead horse. I don't know. I feel like the story was kind of told to completion, and I think it should be left mm-hmm. alone. I don't feel like the universe is quite as diverse and vast as, say, um, Harry Potter, which still, I think, has room in it to tell stories within the universe that was set up. Um, I don't know that that The Hunger Games has many more stories to tell. I also think that they would have uh, problems now trying to do more Hunger Games. Five years ago, we were in a very different climate as a a nation and Mm -hmm. as a world. And I, you know, I find myself, I, I really love The Handmaid's point. Tale. It's one of my favorite books in the world, but I'm watching the Hulu trailer and I'm like, yes. I don't even feel excited about this. I just have dread because it feels like it's hitting too close to home right now. So I, I think it's easy to love dystopia when you don't feel like you're on the edge of one. Um, so I don't know if they'd have the same success now. I said something to a friend the other day. I said I preferred my dystopian literature when it was fictional. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we're obviously, let me preface this by saying we're open to people of all political beliefs and, you know, we're not trying to impose anything um, and we respect, <laughs> policy if you're conservative or liberal but you know there's there some very disturbing parallels uh, going on right now uh, between that and, and the Hunger Games and it's actually really scary to me when Savannah and I were talking about planning the show we were saying how you know this we talk about this stuff like oh a tyrannical leader you know who kind of has a more of a, a bullying persona and you know is divisive and uh, you know, only represents a certain part of society. And that seemed like we'd always say, oh, it's so scary. It could really happen. But I, I honestly, in my mind, didn't think in four years we could actually have a leader like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my opinion. Again, totally my opinion, not the views of everybody here. But uh, I see a lot of parallels. That's all I'm saying. And I think a lot of you agree with me on that. Without without shaking this up <laughs> too much. <laughs> anyway, let's go into a little bit of some safer territory here. Um, I well. do want to say about <laughs> I do want to say about this about the, the the prospect of future movies. I think it was Kate who said this that if there's money available, that studios will go for it. I mean, this is what is this the third, fourth reboot in the last like 15 years of Spider-Man Ugh. that's going on now. You know, you know, there's, I'm not saying that the movies won't be good, but uh, they'll remake anything. You know, if, if, if So what's to say, I, I think this is going to happen with Harry Potter. I think it's going to happen with Hunger Games. No. I think in 20 years someone will say, oh well, we haven't had one of those for 20 years. <laughs> those movies made a lot of money. Let's just totally remake them. Like, that wouldn't surprise me at all if that happened. They they remake the strangest things, too. Like, I just learned, like, last week that there's a Flatliners remake. (laughs) Wow. Where did that come from? 
serious? <laughs> That's the Kiefer Sutherland one, like from the nineties or early nineties or something. I think a remake is probably the most likely option, um, just because. Well, I, a prequel is still a pretty good option, but I couldn't see unless they went like the force awakens with it and like went to a new generation and there's a new battle going on in Panem and, mm-hmm. and turned it into something terrible like that. But like it works for star Wars. I don't think it would work for the hunger game. Well, I, I could maybe. Thought. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so this is Ariel. I had a thought um, as far as the, like reboots and stuff and prequels. What about, uh, somebody writing the graphic novel of The Hunger Games because Ooh. they've done that now. Oh, with, uh, how has that not happened dark material. Yet. Yeah. I was like, Good has stuff. that happened? Okay, it hasn't, well, right? It should. Well, I think yeah. Sarah, Sarah Gundell is pretty uh, <laughs> good resource to go to for this question, I think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I uh, I I don't know anything about actual graphic novels of the Hunger Games, but that's that would be a great idea. That'd be really that would cool. Be I so would, cool. I would be there for that. I mean, they're making them for everything now. And yeah. you know what? Already happened. You could really you could really do a lot of them. Like you could have a whole kind of series of graphic novels focused on Young Hamish, for example, and his games. Um, Kind of like See, what that they I like. That I accept. Yeah. That would be really good. Cool. Oh, I'm really into this idea. <laughs> How do we make this happen? So, wait, so, so, wait, so right. let me get this right. We what need if to talk Netflix, to Suzanne Collins, probably. You're saying, what if like a, a something like Netflix was just like, we're going to make all the best Hunger Games stories that happen, and you're saying there'd be 75 or 73 seasons? Of the Hunger Games released mm-hmm. uh, all at once at a time, like you know, that would be that would be quite the the undertaking. Although I guess Netflix does pump out like twenty five shows per month, so you never know <laughs> <laughs> they might be able to swing something like that. I just don't think that. Unfortunately, I don't think the passion and interest is there anymore from people, and I don't say that as a bad thing. I, you know, I think. This show had a fever pitch, this movie, excuse me, series, had a fever pitch that was all pretty much unmatched except for Harry Potter and, and Twilight, I guess you could say, yeah. in, in this modern era. Mm-hmm. But, you know, things, as we said, they, they run their course, and that's not, you know, necessarily a bad thing. The, the last book came out, Ariel, we talked about this on the show probably 50, 55 times, but we were there <laughs> on the... On the yes. release of Mockingjay, and that was August 24th, <laughs> right? Day. 2010? Yeah. That was seven years ago. So, you know, there's it been no... Rained. New, no, it rained. It's been no it ruined my dress. material for seven years. You know, so you had some movies. It was an immense success. It went as well as anyone could have hoped, really, um, in terms of the number of people who read it, the, the movie viewership. You know, I think we should be proud of that and celebrate what it was without, you know, lamenting that, you know, it's it's kind of, uh, it's in the after stages now. At you least know, we didn't end with a straight-to-TV movie. Oh, <laughs> oh that was... Jagger. Oh, Amen. <laughs> wow. Oh, 
I just died a little. Okay. <laughs> we all know my wow. hatred of that book. Okay. Wow. This podcast is on fire now. <laughs> Fan site reps gone wild. What did I tell you? <laughs> You know what's Shot funny is, fired. is you know how she, you know how for that Shailene Woodley said that like she wouldn't do it if it was on TV. Yeah. But then like, how many of you have been watching Big Little Lies? Like she did a TV thing. That's <laughs> different. But that's an HBO miniseries, and that's it's really good. Animals and and Reese and and like Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman are in it. Yeah. And Laura Dern, like great cast. There's you, a difference between that and something that's becoming a TV movie because it was such a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they don't they don't even have like a home for it. Like Lionsgate was hoping to develop a TV, a TV movie and then figure out who to sell it to. So it's not like a, a guaranteed going to a good place, going to have a good budget, any of that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's uh, that was a great line though. <laughs> that was a terrific shot taken right there. <laughs> um, you, speaking of, you are uh, the ascendant uh, of this show. Um, what were you gonna say, Savannah? What's next on our agenda? To, how, well, I was just going to say since we're kind of talking about actors, just sort of the last thing that I I want to talk about as far as news and updates go. Anyone want to share anything um, that they've really loved? that a Hunger Games cast member has done. Um, kind of the big standout for me has been Mahershala Ali, who was Boggs, and he's been on fire this year. Um, he was in Moonlight and Hidden Figures. He, like, he's doing really well, and I've loved mm-hmm. him and everything I've seen him in. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, what else, uh, he also, what other um, projects. I was just saying he was also on uh, the Netflix series, speaking of Netflix, uh, Luke Cage, and he was fantastic. Oh, I still yeah. haven't watched Luke Cage yet. Oh, I need oh to watch that now. Oh, my gosh, true. Everything he's done. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks' directing career has taken off. Has it? Yeah. That's really so exciting. So there's, like, um, all the, like the, the second and third Pitch Perfect. I believe she's directing – I don't want to get this wrong. I think she's directing um, – Red Queen. Red Queen, yes. That's mm. what it was. Which is a great book series, by the way, if you're, like, still – Yes, it is. They're excellent. The last one just came out recently, and it was amazing. Or, no, not the last one. Oh, my God, I the saw penultimate, that again. Penultimate book. The There's one more. <laughs> The third one, I fell into that trap again. Um, no. There, was a lot of, there were a lot of issues with that. The third one, there will be one more, thank goodness, because <laughs> that had a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the third one was fantastic. I totally agree. Those books are so good. And definitely, now that I think about it, like very subtle Hunger Gamesy vibes. Not like that kids are fighting each other oh, to the death totally. much, but Especially it's definitely. The last one. Yeah. It's got, I think, yeah, I think Hunger Games fans actually would really like those books. I love them. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, could, could you repeat that recommendation for anyone who missed that? 
Yeah, it's the uh, the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. There's three books out right now: Red Queen, uh, Glass Crown, and King's Cage. Glass Sword. And the f- oh, sorry, sorry, Glass Sword. Thank you. And the fourth and final book comes out next year. Oh, great! I'll tweet you know, it out as well actually, on the hashtag. I'll say this: if you, if you haven't read a series, sometimes the best time to jump in is when there have been two or three out already, and you can get in just before the third or fourth one comes out. You know, and you get to be joined with the, you know, the fans that have been reading the whole time. So, sounds like that's a, a great That's actually how it was. Sorry, this is Crystal. That's how it was for me when I started reading the Hunger Games books. Yeah, um, same here, actually. I, I, my, I, I got Catching Fire, and I, I, I finished Catching Fire just before uh, Mockingjay was set to come out. I think it was like two weeks before. But when I finished Catching Fire, I was like, okay, where's the third book? And I didn't know that the third one wasn't out yet, so I was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I, I remember actually reading the first two in a, in a frantic rush because uh, – Ariel, among other people, recommended it to me. Our good friend John Rosenthal from the the group that shall not be named, the Harry Potter Club, when he wasn't disparaging it for copying uh, Battle oh, Royale, God. he was saying good, good things about it. Uh, those, mem- those memories. I, I did want to give one other shout-out to an actor. Um, great performance from Donald Sutherland in those Simply Orange commercials. He's really brought it there. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear him talking on there, yes, I picture I him in that, you know, in the garden saying, like, the only thing stronger than fear, you know, hope is the only thing stronger than fear. Well, apparently, orange juice is even more potent than all of that. So. He, he does United Airlines commercials too, right? Uh, I think Delta, right? I think he does. Oh, Delta. Something like that. One of them, yeah. One of the airlines. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so, Woody anyway. Harrelson has been cast in one of the new Star Wars films, right? Oh, yes. Yes. He's really busy lately. I liked him a lot in Edge of Seventeen. I don't know if you all saw that, but Woody Harrelson was kind of a, a, he, he a was sneaky great in that, little yeah. supporting role. He's been, he's been acting in a lot of things. He He recently did like a live, directed live thing in London too, right? Like weren't they like filming some kind of movie live with like Owen yeah. Wilson or something? <laughs> what about Jennifer Lawrence? Um I know she did Passengers. <laughs> that actually just came out on D V D last week, right? Mm. And I yeah. I know that I'm not alone here. Crystal, I know you're with me on this one and yes. Savannah, you are yes. as well. That we liked Passengers. We don't care what anybody said about yeah. it. We know the reviews weren't yeah. great. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It got it some like weird fantastic, flags, but I had a lot of fun. Have we gotten I, that far gone as a society that we can't just enjoy two hours of beautiful people <laughs> wanting to make out with each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In also us wanting to make out with them as well. Yes, both <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. I, I, I and, think and maybe like part of the the problem that passengers ran into was that their trailers were really misleading. I mean, a lot of that was a common complaint that I saw was that like the movie that that 
was was totally different from what they were pitching in theaters. And so, I mean, I can understand that one. But for me, the 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 ethical problems with it was what kind of bugged me because I actually found that to be a really good discussion into like the yes, human emotions. Crystal, I I talked to people for like three days after seeing that movie about like what you would do in that situation. And if you're creating that kind of thought-provoking discussion, then you've accomplished something. I I also thought that the visuals were great. I thought it was beautifully shot. And, you know, what really irritated me, and then we'll get off this topic, is that you see this all the time. People who haven't seen the movie at all are the ones seeing the film's Mm -hmm. harshest critics. Who they read some article about something they read that you know based on some agenda that they didn't like, and I totally understand why you would think that. But if you actually saw the movie, you'd realize that they're not defending this sort of thing; they're actually posing the question and letting you decide for yourself, you know, where you fall on this moral question. So that that that's I, how I, I also about. wanted to add that she, she Jennifer Lawrence did make me cry in that movie too. So. It's not like she's phoning it in or anything. She, she. I thought she was great. I mean, that wasn't the meatiest role, but she really gave it her all. I mean, I thought it was a really lovely performance. And Chris Here's Pratt, a question I mean, for, all, for all of you. What, anything. What did you think was, what did you like more? The swimsuit in Passengers or the swimsuit in Catching Fire? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, if we're talking like, you know, what what's practical, then definitely the catching fire swimsuit. <laughs> Although I will say, swimming in both places was pretty treacherous, as it turned out. Yeah. Uh, so they they each had their had their difficulties. I I say that by the way, partly joking, because so much fuss was made about that swimsuit in in the movie Passengers. Um, oh, but, really? Yeah, I think people were, some of the critics too were saying, oh, it's all about just putting her in this white mesh swimsuit or whatever. Um, but, I mean, I guess. Now, I few, haven't few... seen Passengers, but does she have an orange backpack anywhere in there? <laughs> <laughs> I think that she she might. <laughs> okay, good. It's, it's definitely possible. You know, the, somewhere on that ship, there was probably a. a a backpack that was orange, I would think. I'm sure. Um, I'm... So, Any other... yeah, and by the way, and and just wanted to second what you said about uh, Mahershala Ali. That was, an, oh, I was so, so, so happy for him. So stoked when he won that, uh, the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. yeah. So, how many, yeah, so how many Oscar winners have now taken part in the Hunger oh. Games? Oh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> oh, a ton. I mean, and think about people who have won since the movies have been out. Jennifer Lawrence, Julianne Moore, and Mahershala Ali all won major acting Oscar acting awards, each after The Hunger Games started. So that's pretty incredible in its own right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have one more actor shout-out. Yeah. Um, Both... So, Amanda Stenberg is in two upcoming YA adaptations, Everything, Everything. Oh, yeah. And one that has not started filming yet, but everybody and their mother needs to read this book, The Hate You Give. Yes. 
It came out that last month, and I am obsessed. And, yeah, Amanda Stenberg is starring in that one as well. And I'm so excited. Like, who doesn't love Amanda Stenberg? There, I don't think there is one bad thing you could say about her as a person, as an actress. As she was like the nicest, <laughs> most impressive. I know. I'm like, I'm like having met her with you, Adam. <laughs> That's right. I think that was the that was the first time that, that first we time actually met yeah. in person. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I remember I was I was like supposed to be there to meet a manless Denver, but I was so taken by the passion of this fellow Hunger Games journalist that was there there with me. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, Savannah, do we want to – I think we've got the actors kind of sewn up. Let's – guess what? We're not going to make it under an hour. You're never going to believe that. <laughs> no like way. there was ever a shot of that. You promised. Well – we never we never planned for that today. We never said we were going to be under an hour. So no, we did there. not. You all well, got I, that. You know, I thought it would be nice just to take a look back at the film franchise. Of course, as Adam mentioned at the start of the show, uh, we're doing this reunion episode to celebrate the five-year anniversary of the theatrical release of the first film. And it's been almost two years since the release of Mockingjay Part 2. Um, so we've had more than enough time to really digest all the movies and, uh, and you know, think long and hard about them. And I, I'm just wondering how everyone feels today. You know, do, do you feel satisfied with the direction that the film franchise took? Um, is there a film that still stands out as your favorite? Have your opinions changed at all since we sort of ended our heavy involvement with the fandom. Um, well, this is, this is Trista. I, um, Mockingjay Part 2 will and always will be one of my favorite of the franchise. Um, okay. I, I, I can't, I mean, to me it's just because Mockingjay is my favorite book and um, I don't think that'll ever change. Um, I am still incredibly satisfied with with every film. Um, I find, you know, as much as I enjoy the first film, I find myself um, more drawn to rewatching Catching Fire and the two Mockingjay films more. And I think Francis has a lot to do with that. Um, that and not getting motion sickness. Sorry. <laughs> that I'm, not I'm, I'm thinking of the campaign. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, I know, and that's funny. It's funny that yeah, exactly. You know, we fought so hard to keep, you know, to keep things, and it's like yeah, you get to keep Gary Ross, and yet Gary Ross is boss, but yet Francis was the one that really did so well with that. But I don't know. And to, see, to me, it just. Mm. Well, for for me, and I just want to make sure everyone. I'll just say this right now. For me. The first film is still my favorite. I mean, I'm I'm a Gary Ross fan, and uh, yeah, I for me nothing can top the first film. Um, I just I love everything about it. I love the way it was filmed, and I know we've had lots of debates about this in the past, like about the shaky camera work and everything. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I I really like it. I I think for me the later films they kind of just started to get 
too big and too shiny and too polished and they lost a little bit of that grit that I liked about the first movie. Um, but overall, I, I do feel pretty satisfied with, with everything. Yeah, I actually, the first movie I think is probably my favorite too, Savannah. So we share that. But I'm not that alone. Being said, <laughs> that being said, I do think Francis Lawrence did do a very good job. Uh, w- w- when I look back, especially Catching Fire, I think, you know, that was his first big test, and they needed to come up with something that um, was a little bit more technically advanced, and I thought he really was stepped up to the plate in that regard. Uh, hmm. You know, the the areas where I wish Francis Lawrence had been a little more like Gary Ross was Gary did seem to be more fan-friendly and interested in kind of making this a shared experience with, you know, selfishly people like us, but, you know, also the the hardcore fans. And I, I really felt like the Francis Lawrence era was more about box office to me, you know, and that doesn't mean that the movies weren't great. And Teresa, I think it's wonderful that you prefer them. Uh, he did a great job with them. You know, the, the, thir- the, the, especially the Mockingjays part one and two, uh, you know, they, they didn't pander. It, it seemed like they, there was a lot of faithfulness still to the material mm-hmm. and a seriousness, uh, like a high quality seriousness to the way they were shot that definitely could have gone totally haywire, I think, in the wrong hands. And, and you know, what you know scene, favorite spectacle. Uh, you know, this is like kind of off topic, kind of on, but just speaking about sort of the rawness of the first movie and just I I felt like it was so emotionally pure in a way like one scene that still stands out to me years and years later and and this was the scene in which I I think I was finally convinced that Josh Hutcherson was the perfect choice for PETA is the scene when they're driving away um, or driving to the train station and and he starts crying in in the vehicle and I I like mm-hmm. that was just such a great shot, great scene, great acting, and that's that's kind of mm-hmm. just one scene that really stands out to me still from that movie for some reason. Mm. It was just very real, like a very real. It seemed to be a capturing a very real emotion, even though he was acting. I, I think that's actually the only part of that movie that made me cry. <laughs> really? Crystal well, the is... heartless. <laughs> well, this is something actually. <laughs> Crystal and I got to experience something very cool about a month ago. Um, Jessica and I were actually in in Honolulu, and we got to to meet Crystal, which was a tremendous treat. Um, thank you so much again for that, uh, Crystal. But yeah, when we were there, we <laughs> definitely. You, Crystal has great taste in restaurants, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. But um, we uh, we were talking about Josh Hutcherson, actually. Something that I remember thinking at the time, and I said this at the breakfast, is that, you know, when they were going on these incredibly intense mall tours with, you know, teenage girls screaming their heads off and the lines going out the door and lining up, you know, for, for miles and miles and just – there was such celebrity around and, and fever surrounding this. I always thought I'm glad Josh Hutcherson seems like a pretty down to earth, you know, grounded sort of guy that when this all fades, I felt like he, he's the type who will be okay. And he won't be clinging to that old fame because there is no way anything he ever does the rest of his life 
And it's not a knock on him. It's just the way fame works. Will ever have that kind of excitement and that much interest that this did. Um, and I think he seems like he's acclimated pretty well by everything that I've seen. But it's just funny how, um, you know, the story that we like to tell is when we went to the first Hunger Games premiere, many of us, we actually were able to approach Jennifer Lawrence. She was there signing autographs that people like Courtney's not on the show uh, today. She couldn't make it. But Courtney and Tiffany and all of us were there, you know, had a chance to meet her. And within a year or two, you couldn't get within – you know, five miles of her. <laughs> oh, like mm-hmm. she's just that famous, and she still is uh, to this point. But I think of like Josh Hutcherson, you know, and Liam Hemsworth, and people like that. For a while, they had that elevated game too. But now, I bet you could probably walk up to Josh Hutcherson again somewhere. He was doing some other movie, and they're you know doing a PR tour for it. Probably go and shake his hand and get a signature or something like that. So. You know, they were gods for this short time, and it was so exciting in a way. But I, I also think they were the right people to be gods. I don't, I don't know if any of you else thought about and, – and the rest of you thought about that stuff. But, you know, I always thought they handled fame in such a you know, mature way. I think most of them did. I think some early on maybe maybe it got to – the heads of a few actors <laughs> during the filming of the first movie. Like, some of them who Alexander might have been Lovelace. living it up a little too much. Terrible. Do you guys remember, I, I, I don't know why this popped into my head, but do you guys remember that story or that interview with Jennifer Lawrence when she when she got asked like when she realized that she she had made it and it was something about like the the hotel like snack thing and she could take a Snickers and not have to worry about it. Do you guys remember that? I I remember that story. It might have been because mm-hmm. you told me about that story. <laughs> I remember that, someone telling me that story. It's so funny thinking about about that and then imagine, like, where she is now. I mean, it's crazy. Well, that's how we used to feel mm-hmm. about you, Crystal. And then suddenly <laughs> we can't keep up with you now. <laughs> You've got, like, 55, like, successful sites going and all the rest of the stuff you're doing. Not to mention, I'm... I'm going to plug your, your book. Crystal has a, 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 a book that's out. I don't know if you want to say anything about it. I'll leave it yeah, to it's you. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, okay. my, the sequel to my first cookbook. It's a bento cookbook. It's called uh, Yum Yum Bento Box all year round. So, yeah, next yeah, year on so we're actually time. talking to a celebrity in, in our own right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, joking, yeah. Well, kind of joking, not completely. Um, so, Savannah, do we have any more topics, or do we want to go into the game? Um, well, you know, it's up to everyone here. Does anyone have any final comments on, you know, the film franchise? Any special memories you'd like to share? Um, oh, I did want to ask one question. Sorry, Savannah, and I'm the one who put put it on our list. This is a question oh, I sure. want to ask people. Why has no other series caught on like The Hunger Games since it's been over? And and will it ever happen again? 
anyone want to jump on that? What What do you mean hasn't caught on like the Hunger Games? Yeah. Like, why hasn't there been a series quite as popular that's become as you know enormous in fan culture in the movie? Like, Divergent kind of had a little run, but not really. I think there's the a same couple, level. I think being really entrenched in the YA community, I think there's a couple percolating, and they're gonna pop any day now. Ooh. I would I would really like it if Red Rising got like movies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Okay. If you, you guys need that something to, to read, if yeah, if you need Except something to read, Red Rising is Pierce amazing. Except I need to meet and marry Pierce Brown before he gets too big. Cause... Yeah, his 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 Instagram <laughs> is a is, is a little. T- <laughs> you, you're gonna need yeah, to like, follow yourself. So PSA for everyone. For everyone who is interested, just uh, first, Pierce Brown is a beautiful man, but he is also <laughs> an excellent, excellent <laughs> author. Like these books are so twisty, you just like hang okay. on every word. I like them so much that I'm worried about an adaptation because I don't think it could ever possibly live up to yeah. the world that he creates in the writing. Yeah. Exactly. Did you say you didn't, did you say you didn't think it could live live up to it or live it up to it? I just wasn't sure if I heard that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kate and I ha- Kate and I have had like a million discussions about this series. Um that's probably rounding down. Um but one way I like to describe the series is the, fir- the first book was absolutely amazing. The second book was flawless. And the third book had fewer flaws than the second. Wow. Wait, it, so well, how, do I, go, I, I think, how do you, you go know, from flawless when we, when we, to zero flaws? Exactly, Adam. That's Are those neg- negative flaws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna read it, and actually, Kate recommended that to me about a few months ago, um, and it's on this like list I have of books to get from the library. So maybe I, I'll pump I think, it up. I think it's actually very relevant to Hunger Games fans' interests. So just gonna say that. So red, so Red Rising, and Red Queen. That's where everything red basically. I mean, if you want to, if you want book recommendations, I have much more than that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I started is... booktubing, by the way. So if you want to know books that I'm obsessed with, you can check that out. <laughs> and I go into full fangirl mode, by the way. In case you I'm couldn't tell. I'm a little tell. surprised that you're that you're recommending books, Ellie. You're not really known as someone <laughs> who reads that much. I you know. know so I know I never I never read and I never talk about the books I read. Well, listen, there's <laughs> I, I hope this is what I'll say. I hope you're all right. You're all correct because I would love to see another series like this dominate. It just my personal thoughts are I think it's just so hard now with there's there's so much out there. Information flows so much faster. You have social media running at like Ten times the pace that it was when these Hunger Games books came out, and I just think it's really difficult to have staying power um, in today's world. So we'll see. I, I would love for something to just take over, become the next big thing, and fill this void. But to be honest, we've been saying 
we've been saying, oh, this might be the next big thing. This might, and it, it hasn't happened. It's been a few years now, so I'm really interested yeah. to see well, see what happens. I think I think part of it with the Hunger Games too is it was really the start of YA as a genre. Like there had been other quote unquote YA books before, but it was never called that until the Hunger Games started this just like flow of authors writing for that age group and embracing like a certain style of writing. So not only is like that series amazing and absolutely like it's thought provoking and wonderful, but it also just created a whole new genre of books that had existed before, but hadn't really had a place on the shelf. <laughs> I think I just heard the train to the capital. Yeah, it's really No, that's that sounds great. Um, as we speak, I'm adding Red Rising up my list, just so you know. So you should be happy to know that. Okay, so very interesting commentary, Savannah. Shall we move on to the crackpot theory? We can, and I, want- I. I, I think we should. First? No, I think we should do crackpot theories, but I'll. I don't. I'm not sure we have time to do all of them. So, how many do you think we should pick? Um. Here, I'm looking at them right now. Some of these are pretty crackpot. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we do this? Why don't we discuss like four of them, and the other three we could just say them for amusement. Okay. Sounds good. Do you want me to pick one first? Okay. Yes. All you. Okay. Well, I'll, so, we can alternate. We can alternate. Yeah, yeah. So cl- clearly we have really organized and thought this show out, as you can tell. Um, so first crackpot theory, and this is open to discussion. The world of Pan Am is actually one giant reality show being watched by the outside world making The Hunger Games a reality show within a reality show. Ooh, Truman Show style. Yes, exactly. Kind of. <laughs> the world is watching. What do you think? Possible? Crackpot? I, I don't know if I would say... I don't think it's crackpot. I mean, I've seen people uh, posing a similar question on Tumblr, um, or I guess a, a similar like writing prompt about somebody who lives in a dystopian society coming at, like having their world, and you know, we get to mo- end of Mockingjay, and them coming out and seeing that the rest of the world has just been idly watching this, like us watching what's happening in North Korea. And yeah. saying, wow, that's really terrible. They have a crazy leader, um, but not doing anything about it. So I think it's definitely plausible. Wait, yeah, so, like, I, it's, real, it's real and, like, the country's real, but the rest of the world is just kind of watching? Yes. Like, the, like the country was... I mean, I, you know, we'd really have to go in depth into the history behind this, but 
sort of, I guess, sort of like the Divergent series, like this society was constructed at some at some point, um, and just sort of left to its own devices. And it, it's a reality show, and and there's a reality show within this reality show, and Europe and Africa and Asia are all watching. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's crackpot at all. I think that would be wow. very meta, but I think it's but I think it's in this universe. I think it's possible. Like it it, it makes sense. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read two of these. We should not discuss these two at all. These were actually my came somehow from my brain, and maybe I was on something when I came up with these. I don't know, but so first one is. When the Hob reopens, and we're not talking about Lee's website, we're talking about the Hob in the uh, in District 12. Squirrel continues to run on the menu, so that's one for you to think about. And now, where uh, is the Hob reopening in District 12? In District 12, right? It says like post all after the they rebuild. They've re- they rebuilt build District 12. Wouldn't there be like an homage to the old times, and you could still I get squirrel so. this one place? Yeah, I think that's you totally possible like it by that point. They, yep. I'm pretty sure there are plenty of parts in the country where people eat squirrel regularly, regularly right now. So yeah. they could have no problem with that. Yeah, and people are going to want to make money. They're going to squirrels are cheap to come by. That's true. Okay, this this is one we should definitely not discuss. I don't, Savannah. I don't even know if I should read this because it was so stupid. But I said this to Savannah (laughs) while exhausted. But he's going to anyway. (laughs) Okay. So my theory was that the training center before all these Hunger Games used to be a hotel, but due to Triskaidekaphobia. There was a 13th floor, but you couldn't press 13 in the elevator, and it was used for District 13. What? Anyway. I don't huh? fully understand that one. So you know how when you're in hotel elevators, have you ever noticed that sometimes they skip 13? Yes. Like it'll go 12 and then 14 because people think it's unlucky or they don't want to be on the 13th floor. Nobody wants they to stay on the 13th floor. Because there is a 13th story no matter what. It's just the 14th floor. So, like, <laughs> if you really did have... They couldn't call it You're still staying on the 13th floor. It's but, all alive. But what I'm and saying also, is if you, had a, if you had a problem with District 13, though, that would be a convenient <laughs> excuse to knock it off the elevator, you know? Maybe that's where that comes from. Any, anyone okay. else read um, Sideways Stories from Wayside School? Is that where it was Mrs. Zarms? Yeah. That is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. There is no Mrs. Zarms. There is no 13th floor. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Now Sorry. I'm going to read you the one crackpot theory that I came up with that actually I think is not that ridiculous. Okay. So under Paler and the new capital. In the spirit of remembering the Hunger Games tradition and encouraging safe competitiveness between the districts, the Hunger Games continues with two tributes from each district chosen the same way as they always did before, but the tributes in the arena are avatars controlled safely by tributes back in the districts. Nope. 
No. I think no. I would need therapy. That means they've learned nothing. Yeah, no. Too much PTSD. Okay. I guess I struck <laughs> out on my on my crackpot theory. All right, Savannah, let's go back to yours. I'm done for the night. <laughs> do we want to do one more? <laughs> as, as many as you want. <laughs> now, this is one that we have discussed on a past episode literally years ago, and I want to bring it back. Here it is. Suzanne Collins is a time traveler from the future, and The Hunger Games is a true story intended to serve as a intended to serve as a warning. No, hundred percent real. Now, is this why we haven't heard from her in years? Has she returned to the future? Oh my God. No, she's in Scotland with Jamie I mean, Frazier. Let's look at the she went back to the future. People in the capital have crazy, unbelievable hairstyles and weirdly colored skin. <laughs> <laughs> they speak with a cadence that most people don't. Oh, my God. They're, I'm just, you know, let's, let's be real. Oh, my God. Well, so if she is, and she went back to the future, does that mean that we've heeded her warning and are things going to get better? <laughs> or she hope. just needed to get out before the real stuff started happening to stay safe. Or maybe safe. she faded from the photograph. Maybe maybe she was never before. <laughs> oh, no. Is, is, is this where just, we I'm say that? I'm looking at my copy Sorry. of The Hunger Games, and there's no author name on it anymore. <laughs> it's just, it just says the Hunger Great. Games. That's really weird. That's terrific, Savannah. That oh, is no. fantastic. I, I was just going to say that maybe Suzanne Collins is from the future and they tried to stop her, but she persisted. Wow. Wow. Nice wow. Oh, man, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we all think that's real. That's that's clearly Yes. Clearly that is what happened. Yes. Should we do one more, Adam? Yes, let's do one let's do one more. Okay. The final crackpot theory of the night. Katniss died at the end of Catching mm-hmm. Fire. And Mocking Jay is her purgatory. Hell no. No way. No. Nope. <laughs> Can't let that happen. Next. No. We, we should do your other one too, Savannah, because that was this last one's really I, well, good. Not to get mentioned. To be fair, like most of the people she cared about died, so. But she still. I will. She. I mean, she was miserable, but she was still successful in a fairly quick time span. And I feel like you don't get a quick purgatory, and you don't get to like come back from that she did have her like extremely 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 bittersweet happy ending yeah you don't get yeah, lions in purgatory you just don't yeah. you don't get peed at the end of purgatory Aww. you might get not real. you might get the <laughs> hunger games was actually a really long prequel to lost oh no oh my god I, 
I think if Ellie, That's if it were Ellie's right story. That's there. Ellie, I would, I would get Gail in Pegatory. Exactly. That is very, exactly. And I would be forced to read Allegiant over and over again, too. And and you know what face you would keep showing, Ellie, would be that dejected, sad face that Gail shows every time they show the Hunger Games and him watching. (laughs) (laughs) And then they pull back. I mean, to be fair, Liam Hemsworth is is pretty to look at. (laughs) I mean, what? That's true. Quick Liam Hemsworth thing. One of my favorite things we ever did, and I know not everybody here was part of this, but I will never forget when we when our earliest days of working together on this stuff, watching the last song together <laughs> to scout Liam Hemsworth. Yep. For uh, for the role, oh. that was so much fun. And you know he when, met when, his uh, future fiance or whatever. We had a little Jabber Days get-together last summer, and um, we went to go see uh, Independency Resurgence together. <laughs> yeah, which, which he did. Yeah, he's done all right for himself. Not Maybe not great, but yeah, he's, he's had some role. I liked seeing the third Hemsworth brother in um, Westworld. Westworld, yeah. That Luke, Luke Hemsworth has a role, too. Okay, I'm Savannah. I'm going to do your last crackpot theory really quickly okay. because I think it's too too good not to say. Okay. Peta was killed while in captivity in the capital. The Peta who was rescued is in fact a clone. No. No. I could totally see that, but <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Yeah. We, I refuse. That could be no. true. I refuse to believe. Oh, my Peta. But he that makes me feel himself. better. No, he did, but he but he did come back to himself. Well, what are you saying? Clones can't be real too. They have rights. They wouldn't he wouldn't but like he slowly fell back into his real character. I feel like that wouldn't happen with a clone. Cuz they would have like a completely different personality. They'd either be exactly the same or they would be completely different. They wouldn't be able to, like, be messed up and then slowly fall back into themselves. Well, it wouldn't be themselves, into the other. Yeah. I mean, you can clone the body, but not the soul is the thing, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, did, did you all see that Michael Keaton movie, Multiplicity? You know, they come out different sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> Taking me back. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to do some... Cave Mary kills very quickly, Savannah. Yeah, let's let's do a couple of Cave Mary kills. Okay. Um, do you want to each pick one or two? Sure. And I do. I think that we should call on people to respond. Oh. What do you think? Uh oh. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm game for that. Can, can I like say one thing real quick? <laughs> I yes. I gotta go so. Okay. Thank you for having me on. Bye. <laughs> and I hope you have a, a fun time with the game. Oh, well, you're really going to miss out, Crystal. But that's okay. Bye, Bye. Crystal. It was so great having you. Okay, and so... And I just want to do a quick, quick, quick shout-out to Sam Cushion, who, said, who, who tweeted and said, I can't believe I'm missing the reunion show. Sam, you, can, you could have called in. You don't have to miss it. You can be part of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but Sam Cushion, there's not one person that doesn't owe him a great debt for his website work, his music, 
he was such an important figure, an integral character in this this fandom. Thanks yeah. so much for everything you did, Sam. Um, also wanted to say, Grace Evelyn says, remember when that one fan of the show submitted 75 crackpot theories to you guys years ago? Did we get 75 crackpot theories from one person? We did. Savannah, is that possible? We did, and I'm sure I still have them in a Google Doc somewhere. <laughs> wow, that amazing. is amazing. I, if you told me someone did that, I would have said that's a crackpot theory. So you get, you get <laughs> tremendous praise for that accomplishment. Okay, Cave Mary Kills. Uh, I think I think Kate goes first. Okay. Okay. Um. So Kate, I, I, and in case I mean not that that many people are listening, but Cave Mary Kill is one of our old traditions. It's basically the Hunger Games equivalent of another game. But, yeah, so you get three people, and you have to pick which one you would cave, a.k.a. spend the night in the first arena. Grammatically, what am I saying right now? You would would agree to spend a night with them in the cave that Katniss and Peeta shared in the first, Hunger Games Arena. Um, or you can choose to marry one of them, and then the other one, you have to kill them. So those are your three choices. So, Kate, um, for our first Cave Mary Kill, your choices are Kato, Marvel, mm. and Gloss. Oh. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. All right. I'm just going to kill Marvel because he killed Rue, so there's no coming back from that. You don't get redemption. Dead. But then Kato and Glock, pretty boys. So I kind of want to cave both of them and marry neither. (laughs) But since this is not an option, let's say that I will cave gloss and marry Kato just because as far as I know, Kato doesn't have an annoying twinsy sister. I think that that is a good choice. Plus, Kato does not survive his Hunger Games, so you would not True. have to... Yeah, yeah so you, you would be rid of him pretty soon. <laughs> Adam, right, who is our next... One, this next one is for Shyla. Ready. I I know which one you're going to do. I know which one you're going to do. President Snow? Is that the one you thought I was doing? Yes, it is. President Snow, President Coin, and Donald Trump. Oh, Oh, God. Well, because only one of them is affecting my life right now. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the options for the first two and make your assumptions about the last because I know the oh. NSA is monitoring this podcast and I don't want anybody like knocking at my door. I would marry President Snow. We had a long and torrid affair on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Bring the Hunger Games uh, saga, so I, I feel like I have a real handle on. I was the only person he was following for a brief period of time. Yes. 
Um, at President Snow, I love you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd cave coin because I feel like she'd she'd be a little freaky deaky, and you know we could we could <laughs> we could have some some laughs together. Uh, and then uh, the last option is uh, is the last option. <laughs> it is the last option. <laughs> so draw your own conclusion. Right. Sorry for putting you on the spot there. So, someone That's had to answer okay. that one. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take one for the team. Okay. Who who wants to go next? Someone volunteer. Volunteer as Dave Mary kill tribute. Yeah, and if no one volunteers, that. it's going to be Teresa. Who wants to save <laughs> Teresa? Well, I was going to volunteer Flo. Can I volunteer someone else? Yes. Flo has been I volunteer Flo. Flo has uh, been oh, chosen. okay. Flo, you ready? All right. This is going to be a this. really we're, – we're really pulling – going deep into the depths for this one. You ready? I'm ready. And we've never done this one before. Katniss. Peta and Gail. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so mad. Where did you come up with those names? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I only I see you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. It's so like, I don't know, it's so like there that I'm like, oh, wow. I'm yeah. Like, I know, okay. I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to marry Katniss because that would be an awesome life. It's a nice, good life with Katniss. I I fully support that. Um, we're gonna cave Peta because Peta, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Which means, sadly, we're gonna have to kill Gail. Oh, bye bye. There's nothing sad about that. Bye bye, Gail. Poor Gail. All right. That that was well done, Flo. Who wants to save Teresa next, or should we let Teresa go? <laughs> All right, no Teresa. To you. Tribute. <laughs> All right, Teresa. You get Cinna. Finnick oh. mm-hmm. and Seneca Crane's beard. <laughs> oh man, it's a good one. Okay, 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 okay. Finnick, the beard, and who, who else did I miss? Uh, Cinna. 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 Okay, thank you. Oh dear gosh. <laughs> oh, I have one answer, but I can't do that. Um. Okay, I'm marrying. I, 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 and we're we're gonna take this out of context of the book because I'm marrying Finnick because I'm keeping him because I love Finnick and he did not no and he did not die he he lives forever. Um, um, I'm caving the beard. Wow, <laughs> beard. Why are you killing Finnick? I like it. No, I, I, and see, this is. I mean, I don't want to kill Cinna, but. It's the beard. I'm with you, too. <laughs> I support this. I want the crane. I just want the beard. It's like if you oh, kill the beard, aren't you just shaving his beard, really? Exactly. 
<laughs> so you could save a life by choosing that. <laughs> but then again, without his beard, is Seneca Crane no longer an entity? Maybe that's the problem. He's, you know, he's like a, that's, the beard is his soul. This is Black Um Okay, so Savannah, do you want to do any more of those, or you came up with some really great Hunger Games trivia? Maybe we should cap it off with that. Oh no! Yes, and and uh, how should we do this? I I was thinking we could just ask a question, and then people can buzz in by saying their name. How do you feel about that? And I'll keep a tally of points. Oh dear gosh! Okay. Does that sound good for you, Adam? Oh yeah. Definitely. Okay, and this is, uh, I'm calling this Hunger Games trivia Stump the Experts. Um, oh, boy. We have some very challenging book questions. But they really are challenging. It, they, they are, but to, to make it a little bit more digestible, I've thrown in some uh, lighter film-related questions. Okay, so first question. Get your buzzers ready, also known as your names. Your voices. In in Catching Fire, Katniss encounters two District 8 runaways in the woods of District 12, Bonnie and Twill. Twill had a weapon with her. What could Twill's weapon convert into deadly rays of power? What? Sunlight? Yep, Twill had Twill had a weapon with her in the woods, and it could convert something into deadly rays guess, of power. I'm guessing going into the book is cheating. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and if this you're listening, a, an feel free to guess test. on Twitter. Uh, I'm like staring not at my book. Not an open book exam. <laughs> Can I like guess? Yeah. Be sure to buzz in using your name, and then we'll call on you. So, Ariel. (gasps) Okay, Ariel, what is your guess? This is a a total guess, but, like, I don't know, like, light or the sun or I don't Uh, know. uh, uh, Yes. uh, uh. What? (laughs) Are you not going to give it to her? Ding, 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 ding. No, I am. Yes, it is solar energy. Yes, solar energy weapons. That just sounded like that makes sense. <laughs> cool. I'm like I don't yeah. remember that, but that makes sense. I don't remember it, but it it sounds like it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I I am impressed. Adam, do you want to ask the next question? Sure. Okay. Thinking back to the very first movie, who were the first three cast members announced? Oh, this is no fair. Oh. I was late to the fandom. The first film? Yeah, the first three cast members announced for the very first movie. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, mean, did I I buzz in? Wait, 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 wait. Was that Shyla? That was. I said my name. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. headphone users. What? It's, you it have the floor. You, you buzz. Oh, you buzz. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
So I'm okay. going to say uh, Jen, Josh, and Liam. Josh and Liam. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One point to Shyla. I, I thought it was going to be more of a trick question than that. That's what we were trying no. to do there. <laughs> okay. Ariel and mm-hmm. Shyla are tied right now with one point each. Question I number you, though, three. These questions now, and all, jo- all joking aside, that was the one easy one. These are really hard. Some of them, Super. Are, some of them are very hard. Most of okay, them. we're we're back to this is specifically about the book. In Catching Fire, during Katniss and Peeta's victory tour stop in District 11, an old man in the crowd begins to whistle. What hmm. color shirt is he wearing? Oh a, my gosh. It's multiple choice. A, red. Shyla. B, white. Excuse me, Shyla. You must wait until all answers have been read. <laughs> a, red. B, white. C, green. Or D, he's wearing overalls and no shirt underneath. Kate. Yes, Kate. I'm going to completely guess A red. That is correct. He is wearing a faded red shirt beneath overalls. Okay, Adam, question four. Okay, this one is a little easier again. I miss so we squeezed in a couple slightly easier ones. So we'll we'll see who can get this fast enough. I know Teresa knows this answer. I'm positive. Oh gosh, I'm on the spot. <laughs> no who pressure. was rumored to have been cast as Hamish prior to the announcement of Woody Harrelson? Oh, Shayla, 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 Kate, Shayla, Shayla. Yes, she's faster than I am. Yeah. John C. Riley. Hmm. And I remember we had a very long discussion about this. We had a many, special episode. Remember we did. That? We many had a special believed, episode mm-hmm. to discuss this. Yeah. Many felt that John C. Riley was too unattractive to be Hamish. Really? Was Hamish supposed to be attractive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember Hamish people talking about you know how unappealing John C. Riley was physically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I saw Hamish in the book, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen a person who drinks for 20 years straight? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. When Woody was cast, I was like, this guy's way too skinny. (laughs) Sorry. I'll I'll shut up. (laughs) No, please. (laughs) Um, okay, we're moving on to question five, and this again, this is a book question, so we're alternating. In Mockingjay, the book, what are the mannequins in Tigress's shop windows wearing? Oh. Kate. Kate, yes, I heard you. They're like fur loincloth or fur undergarment, mm-hmm. something like that. That's correct, furry underwear. How do you remember these things? <laughs> um, pretty great. It was a really weird detail. We have a tie. Shyla and Kate both have two points. Ariel has one point. 
Ooh. It's on. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think. All right, number six. This one a little easier again. A lot easier. Where was the first movie filmed? Ellie. Kate. Ellie. North Carolina. Am I wrong? That is correct. Is it Georgia? No, it was North Carolina. You're correct. Okay. The other ones were Georgia. Ellie has made it onto the scoreboard. (laughs) Number seven is a very hard question, but it is multiple choice. Would you like to ask that one? Sure. Okay. In District 13, in Mockingjay, so this is the book, right? Yes. Candace's old prep team is held in which compartment? A, 3907, B, 3907, or D, 3907? Ellie. Okay, it was good guess. Ellie. 3907? Mm-hmm. Uh, also wrong. Whoa. <laughs> 3907? <laughs> that was already guessed. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, take another guess? Shyla. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> the first the last one. one. <laughs> the first one, 3906, also incorrect. Uh, Ellie, can we guess again? <laughs> Ariel, C. <laughs> Correct. That's two right for Ariel. 3908. Yes. Wow. Great job, Ariel. I'm so smart. <laughs> I totally knew that the whole time. I just waited. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to see everybody else fail first. Yes. Okay. Um, we now have a three way tie. Between Ariel, Shiloh, and Kate. That doesn't count. Um, question number eight, another movie question. Where, and, and there's, this is a two-parter, so make sure you hear both parts before uh, buzzing in. Where was the quarter quell cornucopia slash clock constructed for catching fire, and how did we find out? Oh, Oh, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this <Kate>. happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kate, I, um, I think I remember. Okay, Kate, was what it, do you got? It was, I know the B part. It was in a water park in Atlanta, and we found out because there were, like, aerial paparazzi photos. <sighs> That's very close. I think I'll go ahead and give it to you. Um, it yeah. was okay. in Georgia. It wasn't in Atlanta, but it was outside of Atlanta. And okay. it was not aerial paparazzi, believe it or not. It was found on Google Maps by fans. Ooh, crazy. I got my details all mixed up. <laughs> but I'm giving I mean, you that point because that was very close. To, to be fair, me? that part of Atlanta was overrun by zombies shortly after in in the walking dead. So, so let's, you know, call it what it is. All right. We have one last question. Well, we actually have, we have two more. 
excuse me, goes on to another page. We have two more. <laughs> All right, I'll ask number nine. Okay. What are the first and last words of the Hunger Games? This is no cheat. Oh, I know the first and, and that's the first book. The first book. First book. We get half oh. credit if we know the first one. Oh. A, I know the last when, word of... It's multiple <laughs> choice. Sorry. A, oh. when and go. B, I and play. C, the and together. Or D, for and time. Ariel. It's D. Yeah. I and play, says Ariel. If it makes you feel better when mm-hmm. Savannah quizzed me, that's what I said also when I was wrong. Wait, but she oh, awakes on the side of the bed with... Ellie. Ellie. A. Oh, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> Ellie is correct. Sorry. It is Ellie when and go. Ellie is right. I yeah, when and go. Word. Damn it. When and go. I kept thinking like I wake and I, I inside the of the bed is cold. Right? It's like it's when yeah, I wake I is up. Yeah, I the second word. Yeah. It yeah, it's when I wake up or something like that. When I wake up. And the last yep. sentence is about I believe not wanting to let go of Peta's hand. Oh, dreading yeah. dreading the moment I'll finally have to oh, let go. Yeah. I have to let go. <sighs> okay. Where Final question. Or is it Peter Are you sure? I, no, I think, I think the is, is last line. No, the last line oh. of the Hunger Games is go straight to jail. Do not collect $200. Do not pass go. <laughs> not even in the right oh. order, Adam. <laughs> oh, my God. So, as of right now, Kate is in the lead with three points. And then we have a three-way tie for second place between Ariel, Shyla, and Ellie. So if one of them gets this right, it'll be a tie. If Kate gets it right, she will win. Which of the four movies was the highest grossing worldwide? Kate. Okay, Kate, what is it? I think it was actually Catching Fire. You are correct. Catching Fire had the highest gross in the U.S. and worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can't see, but I'm doing a little dance in front of my computer right now to celebrate. (laughs) Congratulations. Well, I think how do we end this, Savannah? What what any final I think anybody who wants to say something will give you the floor. Any final thoughts you have about your experience, about things you felt over the last few years, or don't you don't have to say anything, but uh this is your moment. So if you have something to say, just come right out with it. I love us. <laughs> I want to thank all the other fans that are out there, you know, because they kind of made a lot of dreams come true for those of us who are running sites. We we went into it when we did the hub with, you know, like 
we were at a party. It seemed like a good idea. It was like something out of an Andy Hardy, Judy Garland movie going, hey, why don't we put up a website? You know, we had just come off of, like, a lot of us were involved in Twilight fandom. And the most extraordinary thing was meeting you guys, meeting you know, the other fans, people who were so passionate about the material. So it was a very special time. So this was a great walk down memory lane tonight. Thanks, you guys. Aw, thank oh, you're you. Welcome. <laughs> the same feeling is very mutual, believe me. Um, no, I, I just think what was really cool when Savannah and I were saying we should do a reunion show, that's really what this was more about than anything. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I, I don't think Savannah and I ever lost sight of why we were doing this. It was always for fun. But, you know, in the early days, especially when Lionsgate was promoting, keep in mind, Lionsgate used to promote this podcast on their Facebook page. That tells yeah. you yeah. how how and announce the casting on purpose during the show. Let's not forget <laughs> yeah. that ever, Let ever, me. ever. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, p- part of that is that you know they weren't they, they needed us a lot more then uh, than they did later. Obviously, um, but there was a time when you know this was a really uh, integral marketplace for. And people in the cast were supposedly listening, or they said they were. I think they were. <laughs> I don't think they, <laughs> they would have lied. Yeah. No, so look, there were some really mag- magnificent moments, but really what it comes comes down to, and I'm sure you'll agree with me 100%, Savannah, is that, you know, it's this group of friends that we all made. It's not just people mm. on the panelists. It's people we've become Twitter friends with and interacted with outside For of the sure. show. and. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, Absolutely. I thought some, something that can be really, really, really nice about doing this show is that, you know, for a lot of you, we stay in touch. You know, we're Facebook friends. We see what's going on. But, you know, I feel personally a little, you know, disconnected with lives because things happen in life and you get caught up in other things. So maybe we can use this show as a, a springboard to, you know, be as close as possible again and, you know, remember the great times and, you know, be close going as good of friends as we ever were going forward. So thank, I just want to say thank you to all of you. Thank you to everyone who ever listened to the show. I think we got, I'm still not sure these stats are correct. (laughs) Some some of them look really fishy to me, to be honest. I think Savannah agrees with me on that. Like there's no way that a show about where is district four got 30,000 lists. I think something's really skewed about, about <laughs> the numbers, but, but I will say that um, whether they're right or not, we have almost a million listens between the entire uh, run of the, of the show. So that's pretty amazing um, to have hit that many. And it's definitely because, not it's not because of just Savannah and me, obviously, with the panelists and the promotion on all the fan sites and the fact that this is the only fandom I ever heard of where people from multiple sites would get together and go on a radio show or a podcast together. We were a unified group. We were not a fractured, you know enemies Cross working against, against each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everybody. Um, Savannah, I don't know if you want to say some final words. I think that pretty, I mean, you pretty much said everything that I was thinking. Thank you to everyone who agreed to be involved in this reunion episode. It was really fun. 
loved getting the chance to talk with you all again. And um, I, I, you know, my my days in the Hunger Games fandom are, are some of my favorite memories that I have. And, you know, I, I owe most of that to you guys. So thank you and to everyone listening. Yeah. Wow. I well, just want to I just want to say I feel like this is probably the case for several of us, but like this fandom has literally changed my life. Um like the they, the things that people think of when they think of me now would not have been me before the Hunger Games. Yeah. Like I was I was I wasn't a reader for the Hunger Games. I literally only read Harry Potter over and over again and I never picked up another book. And now I never leave anywhere without a book in my hand. And I've been, I've like interviewed authors and a lot of the people, like the people on this panel, some of the people on this panel are the people I talk to the most in the world, more than the people I see in real life almost every day. (laughs) And like flow, I see every year, hope sometimes more than once. Right, Flo? Right. <laughs> um, so I don't know. This, like, it's taken over my life, and even though it's not a super active fandom at the moment, it's still a huge part of who I've become, and I feel like that's the case with a lot of us, and that's just really important. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah. That was really sweet. I mean, who would have thought that that three little books and four movies would bring all of us people from not just all over the U.S., but all over the world, you know? They can mm-hmm. bring you together, and then you just talk. And then, I mean, I have different messenger groups and have different things, and I, you know, I'm always talking to everybody. And it's like, you know, it's just a whim, you know? I mean, this whole thing was such a whim for me. It was me, you know, the books being recommended to me, and then I finally, you know, after a while, I finally read them, and then start talking to people, you know, on Twitter and face, you know, like talking to people that way. And then, you know, Ariana and I just going, Hey, you know, what the heck? Should we try this? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. And, you know, with this little tiny inkling in our mind that maybe a few people would read things and then that we put out there and then to have it explode the way it did was absolutely amazing. And then to get to do all this, you know, I mean, I, I can remember, Adam and Savannah, when you guys approached us about coming on the show and doing this, I mean, Ariana and I were, like, you know, like, squeeing. We were like, oh, my gosh, we get to do this. This is going to be so cool. You know, <laughs> we never thought we'd yeah. get to be a part of something like that. It was, like, you know, absolutely amazing. And, you know, everybody that we've met, you know, I've met through this and all these memories that I have, you know, they'll always, you know, they'll always be close, you know, close to me. And it's like, you know, you know, I talk to, to so, I mean, just talking to you right now, I talk to so many of you on a daily basis. It's like, you know, like just, just a little Facebook hello or, or whatever. And it means a lot that it's gone beyond, you know. It's like the, we may not talk, you know, we're not talking about the books all the time, you know, or the movies or whatever. But it's, you know, we've we've come to be a part of each other's daily lives in a lot of ways. So, you know, or, you know, it's, it's, Fantastic, and I don't think, I mean, as much as into the Harry Potter fandom as I was, I didn't pull that much out of it. I mean, I didn't pull as much out of it, and it maybe it was because I wasn't so as deeply involved as, you know, as more into my, you know, my own reading or whatever, but I was more on the outskirts, but 
it just feels like I don't know, I'm kind of babbling now, but you know, no, 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 but we are family. We're we're family, and I mean, it's true what you said, though, Adam. I mean, we, I mean, and a lot of fandoms, it's the sites are against each other. You know, they're they're trying to to be the top, and they're always trying to be the number one, and having you know the scooping everyone else out. And I don't really think you know we didn't seem we had we ever had that. You know, we were always. You know, a lot of us behind the scenes were always, like, you know, talking before we were posting things, going, you know, like, Lionsgate would be releasing something, and we'd be going behind the scenes going, okay, so the time we're supposed to post this is this, right? And, you know, no one was trying to really scoop anyone else out, you know. We just were helping each other and being friends and family, and and I'm going to stop that right now. (laughs) No, well, thank you so much, Teresa. We we may have actually just gotten caught cut off the air. I think we just hit the two hour point. That yeah, we aren't everyone. live anymore. <laughs> this will be on. No, no it's okay. This will this will be on the recording. But um, just <laughs> want to say that was beautiful sentiment, Teresa. And I, I will close <laughs> the show with the classic lines that we always did. May you never hang from the hanging tree. Fire is catching. Until <laughs> next year. Until next year. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 I was pleased in the cow, my friends on the beach side. A bag of my Jeep and head for the streets. I was a little hazy, head was booming. We were all about the liquor we were consuming. After doubling back to recover my phone, we finally made it back to Van City, our home. Touched the airport, shook him as sad as I'd say farewell to mom and dad. In the waiting room, lady calls my flight. Listen to Bob O'Reilly, I'm flying the night. Lies in high school ain't coming back Thousand miles away, we're done with that Most of our phone at the pond of this My high school life, I would truly miss But all this bliss is gone to flash I arrive in London with my passport cash Meet up with my buddy whose eyes are lit We about to embark on a grand Euro trip We hop on a plane going insane As we begin to kite them in the south of Spain Naked girls from in the water, I lay in the dam Turn to my buddy and I stretch my hand Give him the fist, my man, it comes me quick Holy shit, life's way too sick, it's a pee